either you have feelings for someone or you don't. Yeah. Even on the first date, you have to pay attention to what your heart's saying. Do you feel anything for this person or not? You know it from the first date. Exactly. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Abby Chatfield is one of the most famous reality show stars in Australia. She is best known for being one of the contestants on the Australian reality show, The Bachelor. She now has her own podcast called It's A Lot, a radio show called Hot Nights with Abby Chatfield, and she regularly appears on Australian television as well. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Abby Chatfield. Hello, Michael. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Abby, how you doing? Good. I am so excited to talk to you. I'm a little starstruck, actually. I have loved seeing you on Love on the Spectrum so, so, so much. <laughs> yes. In fact, it's not the first time that people have been starstruck. Yeah, I can imagine. You live in Brisbane, don't you? Nope. Wollongong. Nope. Wollongong. Oh, you're from Wollongong. Sorry. My, my best friend's from Wollongong, actually. My really good friend, Simone Holtznagel. So oh. I need to go down and see what it's like down there. You are most well known by the average Australian as being on The Bachelor. Yes. How did you manage to get on that show? So I actually applied as a joke. I thought it was funny. I had flown to Scotland the year before to surprise my very good friend um, for her engagement as like a present, surprise her. So I surprised my friend and then I ended up dating her brother. So I met her brother over there and then he came and moved to Australia and then didn't work out after about three weeks only. So we mm. broke up. Well, and, and you know what? We're still friends. It's fine. I'm seeing him next week at her wedding, actually. Uh, yeah, so we broke up and then my roommate was like, oh, it'll be funny if you apply for The Bachelor. So we thought it was funny. We applied, didn't think anything of it. And then the next day I got a call saying there were auditions the day afterwards. So it was literally I applied. Next day I get a call day afterwards at auditions. So then I chucked a sickie at work. I pretended that I was sick and then I went to the auditions. And then, you know, six weeks later, I was in the mansion um, meeting Matt Agnew, who was my bachelor and talking to Osha. So it was very, very wild. Um, but yeah, that ended up coming second. So it was a crazy three months. Mm. Did your um, workplace find out? Uh, okay, so I, <laughs> so I actually, uh, when I went on the show, I, I wasn't allowed to legally tell them where I was going, but I could tell them that I was going on a show because you have like NDAs, like you can't tell people what you're doing. So I just said, I've got a TV thing, three months, whatever. So they let me go for three months. And then when I came back, I quit the day that I got back from the show because that job was not very good. In fact, I hated that job. So I got another really good job for six months afterwards just to, you know, and then I started doing media and social media full time. Hmm. Yes, they found out, but I don't really care that they found out. That's good. Yeah. You can't be in the one place your whole life. No, absolutely not. And so I was in, I have a property economics degree. So I was doing like very like spreadsheety stuff and, and you know, gra uh, graphic design-ish sort of stuff. So. It was um, very mundane, was not for me. I'm very glad that I'm doing what I'm doing yeah. now. I know what that's like. Yeah, yeah. I ca actually came up with a philosophy recently. Mm -hmm. If your heart's not on the job, neither is your head. That's a really, really good point. See, now I, I have a radio show and it 
my heart is absolutely there and I love I think about it all the time I love doing it it's so much fun it, and I think my work is so much better because I because my heart is there that's so true Michael this is my analogy mm. any field of work that's that's not a form of entertainment or in the entertainment industry in my book that's almost like a prison for people who don't break the law yeah it's um I, I totally agree I mean unless you love what you're doing or maybe if you're working for a charity or something like it's very hard to really enjoy it every day right yes yeah that's right it's um exhausting and tiring and then you live for the weekend and then your weekends you just you know you only get two days off out of the week so the five days you spend just waiting till friday just feels it's very monotonous if you ask me, we should be working at only four days a week, not not five. Totally. Wasn't there some Nordic country that they were changing their working hours to four days a week? Don't I imagine Finland. that? Finland. Finland, yes. I think we should do that here as well. <sighs> yes, if only they would they would do that too. I know. Because then you get a day for rest, a day to get your errands done, and a day for fun. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think that anyone can really find love on a reality show? Well, Michael, you've been on one. Do you think so? I think so. It depends on the person and their circumstances. Agree. In my case, it didn't. No, it didn't. But I think that if very few people, I think it's possible. I think it's improbable. I mean, if we just look at The Bachelor, um, I think the success rate is now like 50% or something but people who are still together they have kids they have they're married they have houses together you know they're all really committed to each other so i think that it's possible but it's not probable um love island for example which i host the after show hosted the after show last year um all the couples are broken up now and this is only a few months later (laughs) that sucks I think on TV sometimes people, and I don't know if this is the case for people on Love Island, but I think on TV sometimes people just try to fake it till they make it because they want it to be their like love story or their fa- fairy tale. You know what I mean? It, either you have feelings for someone or you don't. Yeah, exactly. Because when you when you're dating someone, you have even on the first date you have to pay attention to what your heart's saying. Mm-hmm. Do you feel anything for this person or not? Agree. I don't think you should try and push things. Like, if you have a first date, you shouldn't sit there and go, oh, I'll give it another go if you don't feel anything. You know from the first date. Exactly. <laughs> um, also, I'd like to ask you about, ask you more about your your dating and relationship experiences. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the, fir- the first date that you went on? I think the first, like, real date that I went on was probably with my, like, year 10 boyfriend. I don't know if I'd even call him a boyfriend. We dated for a month you know like high school stuff uh he went to a different school than me and we went to the movies at south bank in brisbane where the movies were six dollars a pop and um i yeah i i i don't think there was anything significant about it but i think my first like real real date like as an adult probably was when i was like 18 or 19 and there's nothing really significant about it for me to be honest michael like all my dating history if I'm bored at a date, I just leave. I go, I'm having a good time. Bye. Those people that, that went to school, that you went to school with, but you're not really friends with, I call them school proximity associates. That makes sense. Yeah, and I don't really have many friends from high school anymore. Yeah, same. A lot of them have decreased as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. And with and with work, I, I call them work proximity associates. Even though it's nice to have long-term friends, like you were saying before, with toxic people in your life, sometimes it's nicer to... I think it's okay to change friends when you need to, you know? Like, a lot of people have put a lot of value on having friends for since high school and that's wonderful but i think if they're not serving you then it's probably best for you to find new friends so i'm okay with having short-term relationships you know one of the most important things in a friendship is loyalty yes totally i certainly would like to see somebody match my level of loyalty are you very loyal definitely oh my god i can imagine what's what's an example of you being super loyal ringing people and seeing how how they're going yeah and um inviting them to to things yeah. Even if there's no occasion. Yes, always want to include people, make them feel loved and, and welcomed. Yeah. That's really good. My next question is, have you ever ever had a disastrous date experience, one that didn't go well? I've had one that started off really bad, but then ended up being really good. Oh. Went to this um, person's house, met them for the first time, and... The whole time we were talking, I was thinking, like, it felt like I was doing a podcast interview, you know? Like, when you're trying to, like, you're the only person asking questions and you're the only person that seems to be interested in what's going on and, you know, that is kind of not really engaged in what you're saying. Um, mm. To the point where I was texting my friends being like, do I just go home? Like, what? What go, what's going on? Um, but then they made me dinner and then... It ended up being after I kind of settled into it. I think, and then maybe maybe I was nervous. You know, maybe I was really nervous, and then they picked up on that. But after I kind of calmed down and stopped caring about like how the date went, then ended up being really nice. And I saw them a few more times, and we're I, we're still friendly now. So it ended up for the best. But like I said before, like I usually just leave dates if I don't if I'm not having a good time. Yeah. What What do you think constitutes a bad date? Your date not not being responsive on. Mm. constantly texting on their phone yeah. and saying nothing or just seeming disinterested. Yeah. And being like that the whole time. Yeah, totally. Well, at least that day that, that started off badly ended up well. Yes. Do you happen to have any dating tips for me in the audience? So on my radio show, we have this um, thing called Abby's Hotline where callers call in. And someone asked last night, that's that's for advice. And someone last night called and said, you know, I think that I get into things too quickly. How do I not get into things too quickly, right? Which is kind of how, I don't know what you're like in relationships, but I tend to, when I like someone, I really like them. And then I'm kind of like all about them from the kind of, from the get go. Then I want like things to move quickly because it's just like kind of how I am. And I used to always think that I needed to change that or find a way to like, find a way to slow myself down or suppress what I actually wanted to do, which was progress things and talk about my feelings and have them express that they liked me or vice versa. And, you know, I I went to a lot of therapy to try and figure that out. Um, But ever since meeting my boyfriend, Conrad, so we met and then we basically spent like two weeks together. And before this, Michael, like I haven't had a boyfriend or like a partner in like, in a, a, like an actual real partner, probably in, for years I've had people on and off you know like I've seen people but I haven't had a real partner Mm -hmm. for four or five years and I used to always think it was me and that I was doing things wrong that I was wanting too much too soon I was trying to stop that from happening so when I met Conrad my current boyfriend and it it was all just at the same pace like we met 
we were together for two weeks and after two weeks we were like are we boyfriend and girlfriend and we kind of laughed being like oh this is very soon but mm-hmm. we're, he's living he moved in last week and we're going away together in a couple of weeks overseas um so yeah I, I think the biggest part of advice is don't try and change anything about yourself for someone that you're dating kind of accept that not only um are they not the right person for you but you mightn't be the right person for them either and the more time you spend trying to force yourself to be what someone else wants the less time you have to find someone who's going to be that perfect fit for you and yeah. it's going to be so easy you know yeah because if you try to change yourself as a person for for your girlfriend or boyfriend mm. one day you're just going to wake up and realize that you're not yourself any, anymore exactly so even if you do succeed in getting that person or being um you know uh, being what they want you to be you won't be happy in yourself you know a year down the track or whenever when you realize oh this actually isn't what i want to be i don't want to like i used to accept the most awful treatment like i would get cheated on i would get given st eyes i would you know be i know like i, I would get treated i would i would have my ex-boyfriend wouldn't call me back for four or five days. we'd have like a dinner plan and then he just wouldn't come and then wouldn't talk to me for four or five days and then would call me on the tuesday so i used to get treated really poorly and i'd accept it because i thought i want to be with this person so i'm going to try and lower my needs and my expectations so that i can be with them and um I would cry almost every day in these relationships and I would like you know when I left them I would like feel sick until they texted me again I think the most important thing is to realize that those negative emotions aren't normal and if you're changing who you are what you need what you enjoy your your likes your dislikes if you're acting like you don't care about things that you do care about if you're minimizing yourself and your successes for someone else then you're going to end up really disliking yourself and also resenting your partner and you've wasted all this time with them trying to fit into a box that you shouldn't even be in. That's why I say people need to choose their partners more wisely and more carefully. Yeah, you need to choose someone um, who loves you for exactly who you are and also is willing to love you for things that maybe aren't so lovable. Like me, how messy I am and how loud I am. (laughs) You know, you need someone who's going to love you uh, when you make mistakes as well. In fact, I've been single my whole life. Being single can really mess with your sense of self-worth and you can get a lot of insecurities and think, is it it me? But I think um, the biggest thing that I realized was a lot of people stay in unhappy relationships because they are so scared of being single. But the beautiful thing about being single is you have the hope and you have the options and you have, you know, you have the rest of your life to find someone that loves you as much as you love them. You, we need to learn to enjoy being alone yeah. and that sense of hope and optimism you know yes mm. but also um if you're in a if you're in a relationship that you're very that you're not very happy in mm. but but you're so reluctant to leave it that's a bad move yes because because that that other person is is not really the best catch um no. the best catch is a is a person that you're very happy with yeah and if you succeed in in getting the best catch do not throw that person back i think now like i wish that i had enjoyed just like you know being alone because that there, there is someone who's gonna who's gonna have a wonderful relationship with you like to all the listeners yeah. and to you michael that there is someone and, and when you hear it from someone you're like you go oh how annoying you know you're like oh shush 
But I think it is true. We're still so young. And I think this is what gets confusing. When you're your own age, you feel like you're so old. You know, you feel like, oh, I've lived this whole life. I don't really feel old. I just, uh, I just sometimes feel like I'm still a boy. Oh, really? Still single and still living with your parents? What, what more evidence do you need? I don't think that's true. You have your own podcast. You are known throughout Australia. You are doing your own thing. You have your own job living with your parents. A lot of people live with their parents. I don't think that those two things should make you feel like you're a boy. I think that you doing, even just doing this podcast, is you doing something for yourself. And that is an adult. That's an adult move, you know? So I don't think you should feel like those two things make you a boy. And everyone that I told I was coming on this podcast was so excited for me. They were like, I'm so jealous. So you're a big deal, Michael. Don't think that just living with your parents and being single means you are um, a boy. Thanks, Sammy. That no means a lot. Oh, no worries, Michael. What do you look for when you go on a date for the first time? I look for someone who will ask me questions as much as I ask them questions, which I think from what I saw on the show, you're very good at. You're very good at wanting to get to know people. Um, I think I look for some, and then therefore who's interested, like you said, not on their phone, not kind of like talking about whatever. I also think I look for people who want to do fun act, like want to do fun activities. I won't be afraid to seem silly. Like I went to do, have you ever done a um, mini golf? I did last night. Really? Did you like it? Yep. It was quite enjoyable, yes. See, I was always scared to go because I thought I'd, I'd look silly. But I went last weekend and it <clears> was so much fun. So, like, doing things like that and not being scared to look a bit silly is, I think, yeah. one of the biggest things. Yeah. In fact, yeah. Um, since I did mini golf last night, which I did with a couple of friends, there was a um, a small round where, where from the Simpsons living room on the Simpsons, of course... Yeah, and ho- we got Holy Moly. Yeah. Yeah, I was there two weeks ago. So much fun. And because my friends were there, I took it as an opportunity to um, do a bit of a reenactment of one character from The Simpsons. His name's Troy McClure. Is that the... He's the TV host. No, he's the anchor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, you do, can you do an impression now? Sure. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. I'm Troy McClure, <laughs> star of such films as P is for Psycho and The President's Neck is Missing. <laughs> But now I'm here to tell you about a remarkable new invention. <laughs> See, that's fun. See, if I want to date someone, that very fun. I love it. I want to go bowling or something next, you know? I love doing yep. activities. It makes everything with, way more fun. But with me, it depends on what it is. Is there anything you so, don't like doing? I'm not interested in any sport, but, but no. bowling I could do. Or lawn bowls. I love lawn bowls. Love, love, love lawn bowls. I'm really bad at mm. it, though. But I also love ballroom dancing as well. You do. Oh, oh my God. I I did dancing when I was younger. I did jazz ballet, but I always wanted to do ballroom. Well, the tango and the waltz specifically. Mm. So you're good at those two. I guess you can say that, but the waltz I'm particularly good at. Okay. A friend of mine is actually one of the dancers on Dancing with the Stars. You know, the people who Mm -hmm. they have the celebrity. He was Ricky Lee's partner this year. And he always tries to teach me to dance, and I always say no. Whenever we go out together, um, him and his girlfriend, because she's also a dancer, they're like, learn how to do that. And I'm like, no, I, I don't have the skills. A lot of people say that I'm old-fashioned, but I simply don't care. Old-fashioned. Yep. 
that's why I do things very formally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're very for- you're a very smart dresser, aren't you? As well. Yeah. Yeah. And because I don't really like dressing casually that much. No. Is it because you want to look nice at all times? You want to like present yourself yeah. nicely to the world. Hence why I usually wear short sleeve button shirts most of the time. Mm-hmm. And then you wear suit. You love wearing suits as well. Hey. Yes, I wish I could wear them more often. My field of work, I don't need to wear a suit. Yeah. i got to ask you this question. You recently revealed that you and your boyfriend are in an open relationship. Yes. I, I assume? Yes. Can you explain what that means, please? Yes, sure, Michael. So basically, it is... So my boyfriend and I are together. He just moved in. But we are allowed to have sex with other people. With two people? With other people. So... Oh. If I go out one night and he and I want to sleep with someone, because I'm bisexual, I want to sleep with any with someone, I'm allowed to do that. But we're still in a relationship. Oh. Yeah. You can ask that, any questions you want. Does that even work? Yeah. So it's actually a really common thing. A lot of people are in open relationships. After I posted about it, I had like five or so friends message me saying, "My, we're open as well, but it's haven't told anyone. Hmm. Yeah. So it does, it works for me and it doesn't have to work for everyone. People were very confused when I first spoke about it, but it works for me. I haven't actually slept with anyone else yet um, because I'm so busy, but uh, yeah, it's, it, it works nicely for me. Why did you choose to have that kind of relationship? Um, because, well, first of all, we're long distance and also I'm very, my schedule's very busy. So that kind of was one of the reasons also like our libido is a different so like he wants to have sex more than i want to have sex and also i i i don't have value in monogamy like i genuinely don't see monogamy as being a valuable thing in my relationships i see how it can be for other people but for me i just don't i just don't um see it as a big deal yeah it's just what works for us i mean and it's not like we're having sex with other people every weekend it's only happened you know twice in six months but i think it's just yeah it's not like a really super regular thing it's just like when it happens it happens but other than that we're very boring i think everyone thinks we're going to like finding different people every weekend to sleep with but we literally just watch real housewives on the couch most nights and then go to sleep and you know we're very boring i see um can you explain what monogamy is so monogamy is uh only having sex with one person so like in like Ah. a standard relationship what do you think do you value monogamy i kind of do because i'm pretty old-fashioned i um i've always seen relationships as the standard way never really thought about having an open relationship yeah the other thing is I'm straight. Yeah, yeah. Well, my boyfriend's straight as well. You know, us us being open, people are shocked. But there's also polyamory. Do you know what polyamory is? Nope, what's that? So polyamory is like poly, so more than one, and then amory, like am- amorous love, so more than one love. So people can be in multiple relationships at once. So they can, like, have two or three girlfriends, boyfriends, partners. What do you think of that? That's pretty. That seems pretty difficult to manage. Yeah, the schedules, babe. I can't imagine the schedules. It's yeah. too much. I'm a one woman man. Yes, Always I love. Will be. Okay, well, good to know. The people out there who want a one woman man, don't know that you are. Changing the subject for a moment. Go um, for it. What is your 
secret guilty pleasure TV show. You know, the daggy television series that you wouldn't normally admit to watching. Ooh, what do I... Now, I, I always talk about watching Real Housewives. So over um, the end of last year, I watched 12 seasons of Real Housewives Beverly Hills, which they are 22 episodes per season, 48 minutes per, per uh, episode. I know. I also watched five seasons of another one, Potomac. So Beverly Hills Potomac. I've watched all of Salt Lake City. I've watched Melbourne. I've watched Sydney. I've watched they. I am Michael. My goal in life is to be a Real Housewife of Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's a good goal. <laughs> I love Real Housewives. It is honestly, I think because my life is so busy and like hectic, I just like watching some trash, you know? There's actually a show called 90 Day Fiance. Have you heard of it? No. It's an American show. And to get a visa to get your partner to move from overseas, you have to, I think the rule is in America, you have to know them for 90 days. They can, or they can be in the country for 90 days. And then you have to get married at the end of the 90 days to be able to be valid for a visa or something like that. Don't quote me on it, but it's something like that. Anyway, the concept is they bring people over to America and they live with them and it is absolute trash. Um, and that is one of my favorites. I see. It's really bad. It's really bad, Michael. 90 days is not enough time for you to fully determine if that person is right for you or not. It yeah. takes at least like three or four years. Totally. My boyfriend and I have been together for like five months and I'm pretty sure he's the right person for me, but I would not get married to him right now. Kind of early. Yeah, very early. But to be fair, we were looking at engagement rings. I sent him engagement rings that I want, so maybe I'm just pushing him a bit too far. Okay. How about you both just um, take the relationship at at its own pace. Okay, I'll take that advice. We'll calm down. We'll calm down. You have been linked to a charity known as Dementia Australia. What was your motivation behind getting involved with this particular charity? Yeah, so Dementia Australia was the charity that I chose when I was on I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. And because I was lucky enough to win that, um, I got to donate $100,000 to them. And mine was Dementia Australia because my grandma had dementia. The last time that I saw her before she passed away, I told her that I had the audition for I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. So that was like the last conversation we That's okay, it's okay. It's been two it's been two years now. I miss her a lot. Um but yeah, so I thought I'd do the show for her because when I asked when I told her, she said, Why would you do that hideous show? Yeah, so that's why I dementia showed this because my grandma really they do really amazing work for um helping research yeah, I just, you know, would love there to be a cure so no one else has to go through what anyone... Because it's the dementia sufferers and also their families themselves. So, yeah. I believe that we're heading on to our, our uh, Ask Mr. A Plus segment. Love this. Amazing. So, shoot away. My biggest question is, were, are you happy that you did Love on the Spectrum? Yes, I was happy that I did it because it led to a lot of things. It led to... Me, meeting new people and making new friends, mm-hmm. even all, even outside of the show. Mm-hmm. Is there going to be a third season? Can you tell me? I don't think there will be. Really? Oh, mm. I'm devastated. I'm glad that you're happy that you're on the show because sometimes people don't they're not happy with it. But the podcast is doing so yeah. well. You should be very proud of yourself. Thanks. Any other questions? Maybe. Um, come on, rack your brain. You might be able to come up with some lame excuse to go on living. Uh-huh. Okay, actually, what is so you're pursuing acting? What is your dream yeah. role? Well, 
sitcoms, comedies. If I had a dream role, that would probably be playing the son of two characters played by Susie Porter and Shane Jacobson. That would probably be my dream, Who's dream role. Who's that? Let me look them up. What's Susie, Susie Porter? Oh, my God. I you know. don't know who Susie Porter is? No. Oh, I know. <laughs> she was she was she was on Wentworth, and she also it was in a film called Ladies in Black. Oh yeah, she's gorgeous. I know. Susie Porter, and um, who's the other one? Shane Jacobson. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Kenny. Yes, and he yeah. was he was also in Ladies in Black, and I'm actually quite a fan of that film. When I first watched it, I thought to myself. For some reason, I kind of want those two to be my parents. Oh my god, that's so funny. In something. I love that. That's amazing. They were both on my podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. <gasps> How was that? <sighs> it was like, they, they both made my day. That's all the questions I have for you, Michael. I'm so, I'm so glad I got to ask the questions. Well, Abby, thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Michael. I really appreciate you having You're me welcome. on. You're welcome. And I also um, wish you and your partner the best of luck in your open relationship. Thank you. It's so lovely. You're so welcome, Abby.